0: and welcome tonight to the hobby table i'm your one of your hosts blake here with my lovely co-host oblerone what's up bro yeah thank you hello welcome <laughs> oh, i keep forgetting how many hosts there are here it's almost like there was another one for a time and then he came back and was gone i don't know i can't keep up anymore yeah you got a co-pilot with you today oh yeah <laughs> i need to help flying <laughs> Navigating the skies of life. What's going on oh, man? Yeah. How you doing?
1: Uh,
2: been a couple of setbacks this week, but um uh, yeah, managing 'em.
0: Fucking fish keep dying, man. Tough times you will know, we'll,
2: Black At at least it's fish for you.
0: Oh yeah, true, true. Other things and people die and stuff. Um Yeah tough days anyway here to escape our normal drudgery of life have a nice little podcast about hobbies yeah i figure today you know all the hobbies we do they basically any hobby you do you got tools of the trade you know um so today i thought that we'd go over Mostly model making that, but then just sort of run through quickly towards the end some other stuff, some other hobbies that you just, you're going to need. And you might not have thought you needed it or whatever, but you know, it's just good to know about it. So we're going to bust that can of worms open to have a bit of a chat. What do you think? Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Oh yeah. Sounds good. Let's do it. Oh yeah, bud. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But first... What have we been doing as a hobby, man? What are you about to?
2: Um honestly I've been uh, not hobbying all that much, but what I have been doing is been working on my custodies.
0: Oh yeah. I think that counts as hobby.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the the faces I painted yesterday, I was No nah, man, honestly
0: loved. I've been AFK, hey. I've had yeah. a lot going on, so I'll definitely have a look right now. Are they a work in progress? Yeah, they're in whip. Oh, they're looking great, dude. The first one really looks like he wants to touch someone's butt, and I'm scared.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You got that butt-touching face.
2: Uh, That's Trajan Valoris.
0: Oh, well. now I'm scared he's going to touch my butt. I'm going to (laughs) buy him now.
2: Yeah. No, I think I I succeeded very well with. No, you did great. Faces,
0: dude. You did great. Well done. Nice, yeah. man. You up to anything else? Anything else? Hobby like? I know we had a couple Ooh. of games of Fortnite the other week.
2: <laughs> yeah, but gaming isn't a hobby, so. It's...
0: Gaming is a hobby. Don't don't play this <laughs> game. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a lifestyle. A Come on. <laughs> if you. Look, man, if you say it loud enough, it's true, okay?
2: You know what they say, if if you tell a lie long enough, eventually people will start believing it.
0: Well, look, I, I truly <laughs> think the gaming is a hobby. Whether it's a worthwhile hobby or not, that's up to you to decide.
2: Yeah, I guess that's where our opinions are differentiated, so. Well,
0: you yeah. know. I've had many adventures in the uh, retro gaming space, that's for sure. Medians, oh yeah, but that's a different inquiry.
2: different kind of face, so. though.
0: Still gaming. It's still gaming. It's just less different pixels it. involved. Anyway, <laughs> different. Different. Anyway, you have to fight the polar bears off, or is the snow starting to melt?
2: No, we've just been struggling with cold.
0: Is it really fucking cold at the moment?
2: At the moment, not much, but like it dips down to like minus. Ten to minus twenty, this past week. So,
0: shit. Will it start warming up soon? Normally, like we're out of uh, out of winter now mm. for you guys, right? The
2: sun is starting to come up more, but it's not really, not really summertime yet, or spring.
0: Spring. Yeah. All right. Well, that sucks.
1: Yeah.
2: Spring is like usually like a couple of days, and then summer's like, you know, half an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough man It's been pissing down right here I don't know Wild But yeah Yeah how about you man You been Painting any Warhammers lately I haven't touched any Warhammer If I'm perfectly honest But What I have been doing Is drawing quite a lot Uh, Still you know, On that mm-hmm. kick Feels really good To be getting back to it To be honest man No. Uh, yeah. Taro bought me a pack of, of paint pens. Um, yeah. Which is cool. It's got my creativity really flowing at the moment and it's making me want to pay more homage to all these artistic things more just because it feels right. So mm. just sort of creatively exploring. It's really cool. At the moment I'm drawing like a like a stream sort of in like a ruined Japanese garden with a torii gate at the top and stuff. I don't oh. know if I showed you that, but I started oh, it yeah. right, just like just drawing it up sort of just looking at references like I looked at a stream and I looked at like a Tory gate and I'm like uh, this that mm-hmm. that you know sort of smushing all the other. I don't normally draw nature stuff so it's like something really different for me mm-hmm. so yeah it's fun it's fun yeah it's wicked. Cool. I'm hoping to get myself a set of alcohol markers soon which is what they use for like all the manga drawers and stuff so I can get some really nice vivid colours going But um, have you done by yeah. the uh, watercolours or anything I mean I could get watercolors but I'm just not uh that way inclined I guess. I really wanna try these mm. markers and mm. just like, cause you can blend them and everything, man. Like uh-huh. it's it's what they use when they do like or used to use when they do like manga panels and that sort of stuff, man. They'd like mm. do that shit and then like print it, you know? So
2: it's pretty One cool. time I wanna do like this cell shading kinda paint style on the miniature, you know. Just like Painted up looking oh. like a Dragon Ball Z character.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, that's sort of what I shoot for anyway. My guys are very comic book style. Like, mm. that's what I go for. I go for the brightest of brights and the darkest of darks and, like, mm. ultra high contrast. It's not Golden Demon shit, but I like the way it looks. Yeah. Because to me, Warhammer is inherently cartoony. Yeah.
2: It's grim dark.
0: Cartoony grim dark, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. You ever watched the spawn cartoon? Same thing, alright? I did. I really <laughs> enjoyed Spawn
2: back in the days. Spawn like one of my back. favorite heroes.
0: Yeah, or same here. hero, I guess. Same here. Um, yeah, definitely, um, as far as drawing that like, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, he's one of my biggest influences. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I grew up drawing Spawn and stuff like that, so Oh
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I, back I grew up sad. drawing like uh, cars.
0: <laughs> cars, oh, I'm so bad yeah. at them. They always end up yeah. twisted and weird, but um, yeah, something process... like
2: didn't match up there. Not yeah,
0: well. I don't know what it is. It's a perspective thing. I think if mm-hmm. I drew um like a vanishing point, and then did my car within that, it would probably keep everything a bit more true and straight. I think, but mm. let's be real, we never did that back when we were kids. No. <laughs> But yeah, besides that, I've been dealing with fucking, with my uh, fish tank, man. My African one, something's fucking there. I tested my water parameters, everything's great on that front, but I think I've got like a internal parasite problem with some of my fish, because they're just fucking, every so often, just every couple of weeks, boom, one croak. Huh. I'm like, find one day dead the next, and I'm like, you motherfucker. So, trying to sort it out. Got a whole heap of stuff on the way that I'm going to treat the tank with and hope for the best, but yeah, I guess we'll see, Yeah, lots of, uh, lots of fucking around with that though, but yeah, so uh, not great news, but, uh, you know, it's part of the hobby, even if it's a shit part, so, yeah, something yeah fish deal with. are a little bit of,
2: fish are finicky, fish,
0: fish die, man, that's, fish, they do just die sometimes, like, it happens, mm. you know, yeah, Something you to accept. Uh, yeah, so, I was thinking, you know, all this stuff aside, we should start out with the basic tools we would need for miniature paintings. And like, so, uh, let's be real, most of our audience is miniature painters. Most.
2: Most, yeah, exactly.
0: Most. And um, I, I although I like to think that a few of our miniature painters are taking up extra hobbies as well. You know, like being mm. inspired. I've definitely had feedback from a few of them, like, oh, I pulled my guitar out of the closet or whatever, fine, so, good work, guys, real proud. Yeah, that's what Uh, we're here for. Yeah. Do you want to get started, man?
2: Sure thing. So, first thing that I say is one of the important tools for painting is, well, your paintbrush. Um, We got a couple of different... Styles of or types of brushes uh, natural hair and synthetic brushes, where the synthetic brushes will be like uh, more durable, robust, yeah, durable. more durable, really. And personally, it's what I use for like you know quick base coating, washes, metallic paints, and like contrast because. You know, they're cheap. You can throw them away when they're starting to bend, head, which they eventually will do. Um,
0: but um, they don't yeah. they don't get affected badly by metallics and by washes and that in the same way that normal no. hairbrushes do. Like once like exactly. if you get a wash or paint past the collar mm. on those on those fucking natural hair ones, they just do that whole thing where they split outwards. And it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like synthetic brushes, you could do that quite a few times before you have any issue.
1: Yeah, the brus- yeah, like, bristles
0: exactly. just stay true, so they will die eventually, but they are—I would say—live three to four times longer, even if you're abusing them.
1: Yeah,
2: but like cost-effective they are, I would say. Yeah. The yeah. biggest issue I find with like synthetic is that they will curl up on the tips. But, I don't you know.
0: get that. I don't ever get that. Maybe it's a weather thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I get it a lot.
0: Might, might um, eventually just sort of do like they get ratty as fuck, like, you know? Mm. But that's about it.
2: Yeah. I think um. my natural hair brushes are... The issue I have with them is like the the, the absolute tip of them disappears. Yeah. For some weird reason. So then they start just playing out and you have no more tip anymore and then it's... Yeah, basically a, a basing brush. <laughs>
0: So I, I'm by no means a golden demon painter, but I personally, and for most hobbyists, I would recommend this too. Get yourself a few different sizes and shapes of the synthetic ones and just have one really nice hairbrush, yeah. right? Yeah. For like, if you have to do like the ultimate highlights on the face and like an eyeball here and there and like those yeah. details that need to be right. For sure. Yeah. The rest of it, dude, you can make do with a synthetic brush so easy. So yeah, yeah easy. that's like what I've been doing lately. Yeah. yeah, that's how I paint and have done for ages. Yeah. Like, unless you're yeah. a certain level of painter, I don't even know if you require one for quite a while, the natural hair ones. No. You could definitely think do we, that.
2: I think when you're going to start doing, like, several layers of highlights and, like, painting, like, really tiny gems or eyeballs or whatever... Then you want one really good yeah. brush with a super nice tip on it. And the rest is so, a nah, Doesn't really matter. Yeah. But just, that one uh... brush needs to have a tip because without yeah. the tip you can't paint anything. Yeah. I had yeah. like uh so the... I had like the Squidmar paintbrush set, which came me yeah. like had. one <laughs> really big one and I actually used that to paint up my uh, my captain, and that one had like a face and everything. So oh yeah, it was I don't know it it went really well to paint with that because it had a tip and it had a big yeah. belly to keep a lot of paint in
0: it. So. But that's the thing, man. Like as long as you're not going like you know two dollar store paintbrush, like if you go to a stand a mm. hobby store, mm. the standard synthetic brushes they sell, there, are the smaller ones. They're often quite good. Like, I had one from my local one, the two-story place at Stafford. That place, I think I paid, like, five bucks for it, six bucks, and it lasted me a year and a half, dude. Mm. And, like, that was painting a lot of minis, too, so, mm. you know. I never cleaned my brushes properly, either, by the way. I'm not one of those people with nice, like, the product to clean it, so I'm just like, eh, in the water, eh, it's good, you know. Yeah. Like, couldn't give a fuck, I will just replace it, so... Yeah,
2: yeah I'm, I'm a person who does take care of their good brushes, at least, every once yeah, in a while.
0: We've been through this, bro. You care about things.
1: <laughs> you know, you well, literally
0: like... have hand wipes for the snacks you're eating. As I, say, <laughs> I would just wipe that on my fucking pants or on my shirt and continue on with my day.
2: <laughs> you're not even wearing pants. Stop not lying. I would wipe it <laughs> on
1: my scrotum and continue with my day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, what's that smell on my hands?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That smells like nuts and nuts. (laughs) Double nuts. (laughs)
0: Double nuts. Nuts squared. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, another (laughs)
2: brush tip that we can give you is makeup brushes. Really good. Cheap and perfect for dry brushing and, like, basing. Like, yeah. If you want to do textures on bases, because, you know, dry brushing will ruin your brushes.
0: Honestly, I bought an entire set off Amazon for $15 with pink handles, Mm. and they're fucking brilliant. Like, even when it's stuff like, oh, I need to put PVA glue on here. Use one as a sacrificial brush. You know, like, who cares? Like, they're so cheap that it doesn't matter. (laughs) But, um, you can paint lots of paint in a short (laughs) time. Yeah, look at yours. Yours is messed (laughs) up, too. Yeah, you know, so you can paint a lot of paint in the short time too. Like, if you're doing, say, a big gray building, how do yeah. you need to get that done if you don't have an airbrush? Fucking makeup brushes, let's go!
1: Yeah, yeah, smash yeah. it out,
0: do a wash, dry brush, Stuff. They're perfect for it. Mhm, mhm.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get
2: like different sizes too, because you can get like tiny ones as well. Yeah, So if you want to do, like, on the model, like, really specific places instead of, you know, the big round ones, which are better yep. for, like, big flat surfaces or something.
0: So dry brushing, especially on models, like, if you are doing, say, a fantasy model that has chainmail on it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good you are at edge highlighting, just hitting chainmail or dry brushing is the way to go. It, yeah. It's just the way. You know, things like that, like, that's how you bring stuff up. Especially if you're doing a slap drop technique, if you're like someone that's trying to go for that, fucking makeup brushes are uh, valuable. Here's one next to me. See?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I got a bunch of them as well, dude. Yeah. It's
0: this yeah. one I use for putting my face on, of course, but uh, I have one for models as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, my custodies, for example, that I'm painting now, like the. The armor, I basically, like, start with black and dry brush up to, like, really light greys and then just use washes to bring it back. Yep. So, makeup brushes.
0: Golden tip. Good shit, good shit. Um, the next one is a wet palette. Um. Get a decent one. Like, I understand if you want to make your own, you could do that with, like, a... Like a locking container with a bit of sponge and some, uh, mm. like some parchment paper. You can do that. But seriously, man, you, you're in the hobby. You're going to be spending fucking a bonza on models anyway. Just spend the 40 bucks, buy one. Um, Bowen has an army painter one, which I bought for him, which is mm. pretty fucking good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. I paid more and got the Red Grass Games one. There's not much difference yeah. between them, if I'm perfectly honest. Mm. Like, yeah okay the red grass gains one's a bit nicer and it's probably a little bit better but i wouldn't yeah. say that it's like drastically better no but, i
2: think the difference is between that one is that you can you can have two separate ones because if you yeah. if you the lock is deep the like the lid is deep enough to have uh, another set in there so if you got a buddy over that wants to paint with you you can dump another yeah. sponge in there and a paper and you
0: Thing. Which is for sure true, and I like that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't have a wet palette and you have no money for it, go nick a fucking mm. plate out of your cupboard, because let me tell you, just having any palette is much better than going from bottle to miniature, mm. bottle to miniature. Oh, yeah. Which I will tell you is how I did it for mm. a good. Very, very long time, up until I bought my wet palette. Heresy? Wow. That's yeah. a heavy heresy? <laughs> no, um, I had a paper palette for quite a while, which is much more helpful than, you know. Mm. You can live with a paper palette or a plate palette before you make the jump for the wet palette, but I highly advise it. Just do it. It's not scary. No. It seems simple as well. Yeah, not.
2: yeah I'd, I'd recommend a ceramic tile before I'd recommend using a paper pallet.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's whatever you get access to, but I'll uh, definitely have yeah. a palette. Preferably a wet palette.
2: Yeah, because that one will preserve your paints as well for a longer period.
0: Yeah, unless you live in Australia, then it's fucked no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, to go with it, my girlfriend got me, like, a brush basin thing for right. Christmas. So it- That's cool. Yeah, so the way I use it, it's like divided and got like texture in the bottom. So ah. I, the way I use it is, I have like three different puddles of water in there, and I can rinse off the. Is brush that so you can really keep
0: your easy. metallic rinses away from your standard rinses? Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. All messed up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I use, and I still use it to this day. A fucking, I use old coffee jars. I don't know it's <laughs> but I've always used them. I love them. So, yeah, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> Make
2: oh, do. Ah, yeah. oh, use what you get, man.
0: That's right. But ideas are ideas for what you could upgrade to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly.
2: Hell yeah. Um. Next thing. How about some? We talk about a couple of glues that we mm-hmm. we use and recommend. Mm, mm-hmm. For plastic glue, for example. Uh, I've used Citadel, Ravel, Ravel, and Tamiya, and we've always talked really highly of Ravel and Tamiya, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, Ra- Ravel's models might not be that great, but their glue is top-notch, and I put it to you that it's the best smelling as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, Tamiya one smells a little funky, if you don't
0: know,
2: <laughs> you know what I'm meaning.
0: The Ravel one's nice and flammable too, so it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely a... don't light things on fire at my Warhammer table. Never have, never
2: will. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I use a fire to, you know, cleanse out the little metal pipe. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have a phone light you... that I use
2: for that. Yeah, then you can press on the ball and it just spoofs out fire.
1: Yeah,
2: it's mad. It's spoops <laughs> 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 the, the misses is giving me looks. The look <laughs> just got from the missus. If looks could You're... kill.
0: You're in big trouble now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so, um, and the other one is too. Superglues, uh, superglue uh A glue if you're doing resin or um, metal models. Yeah. Great idea. Get a superglue. Um, Doesn't... Yeah. Uh, superglue is a superglue, like, yeah. Superglue is superglue. It will stick. And, but... And the yeah. so- Same for your basing, super glue, or wood glue, like PVA glue. And it doesn't need to be good shit, just whatever tastes the best or, I mean, it's cheapest, (laughs) just roll with it, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Although I would say, if you're gonna do metallic models, pin them as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we'll get back to this later when we talk about sort of keeping things just as supplies, but, uh, if you don't want to buy pins... Guitar strings are phenomenal as pins.
2: Yeah, I use Seriously paper clips th- for mine. So
0: there you go, there you go. But uh, those old fucking those guitar strings are strong, man. Like the E string, you <laughs> no, yeah, fifty-two games of that bad boy, you're good. Hell um, yeah, Yeah, sweet. Um, the next one, man, is your hobby knife. All right, like like any warrior knife no, you're only as good as your blade so um <laughs> the Americans will probably call these exacto blades I would call it a hobby knife I know you would as well but one of these yeah. it doesn't have to be super expensive but just get one that you can get refillable blades for mm. like you know most handles sort of fit general sizes of other ones um I bought a hundred blades for like I think like 30 or 40 bucks ages just go off eBay mm. and they all fit all my different handles. So, mm. you know, i got some with rounder handles on the bottom for when I'm really choking up and doing carving with it. Or I yeah. have just like the nice thin ones when I'm just doing a bit of like, you know, shaving and elbow off or whatever I'm doing. But the shit you can do with those fucking hobby knives is so, so invaluable. And not just Warhammer, if you're doing Gundam, model mm. cars, anything in the miniature scape, you need one of these. Yeah. You- it's not a, oh, yeah, no. you fucking buy one. Don't waste time. Don't get a box cutter. Get one of these. Yeah.
2: Like, um, Citadel will have you buy a mold line scraper. Fuck it. Just buy it. Uh, just get the hobby knife. Use the backside of that or the knife side of it. Whichever works, man. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. No need to buy a specific tool for one purpose. Just buy an all-around purpose tool and yeah. have it... Be good for I feel like the house.
0: mold line is just for dumb fuckers that are gonna cut themselves for removing a line. Like, <laughs> oh, I slept again, there goes my jugular. Like Yeah. <laughs> just don't be stupid. Right? No, knife safety. Basic shit. Like if yeah, you're yeah. making your toasted sandwiches, don't cut towards you, you know, be smart. <laughs> anyway.
2: Hell yeah. I've had enough
0: caffeine today, so I'm grumpy. <laughs> Ah <laughs> right, man, I'm gonna let you get the nice one because yeah, it's your one. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: we've got some universal tools that we use across different hobbies. Yeah. Most most of the previous ones were a little bit more miniature painting related. These ones you'll be able to use like across all different hobbies, like ball of cars, gunpla, whatever you can think mm. of. Um, And one thing is the tool to use you, when you clip off your pieces of the sprue is some good snippers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a few different ones you have, ones that will have double cutting edges or a single cutting edge. I've used, recently started using like single bladed uh, snippers. How's it going clean for They clean up really well, man.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it works a lot better with those. Uh, and, like, you know, especially if you're snipping it really close, you get pretty much flush cuts. So, just a minable scraping to do with a knife after. So, yeah. Uh, I've had some Tamiya ones. Uh, those are really good stuff. Um, and if you have the money, buy some God hands, but, you know, they're expensive. I don't
1: swimming
0: in
2: yeah, if you're swimming in uh, it. Well, I'm using yeah. the Redgrass Games uh, once at the moment. Oh, it's really good. You're treating me well. Mm.
0: Yeah, sweet. Um, So, the other good one, man, is anytime you're working on anything, lighting is fucking key. So, mm-hmm. get yourself a good light. Um, I normally run two. I have like a swivelly one that I got off Amazon which isn't super high output, but I sort of use that for wider view. And then I have one that is in a lot closer above my miniatures with the magnifying glass as well for nice mm-hmm. intense white light. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, they're great, man. But yeah, you know, I've watched Bowen paint miniatures with like a little, you know, I don't know, like a coin sized like bendy light. And it's like, just like a small spotlight. And he struggled, man. He struggled, yeah. so... And, like, that was what he had access to, so I'm not shits-throwing but, like, the difference it made when he could actually see what the fuck he was doing was mm. huge. He's like, oh, that's actually this bit of detail. I'll paint it this way. Whereas like, before that, he's like, what am I looking at? You know, like... Yeah.
2: Yeah, what I use is, like, two IKEA lamps for the moment, <laughs> and I have them basically... I have my head climbed in between them, just so I can see. and It's yeah. it's it's a little bit of a frustration moment for me at the moment, because it's like, I'm always struggling finding the right angle, and then I'm hitting the light with my brush and stuff like that, yeah. so yeah. I'm looking to upgrade, and I saw that Rick Brass Games is coming out with a new one, so I'm... Yeah,
0: swimming, can see how it goes. That or... If it's good, I might get one. I think I'm gonna um, give that thing a, a go that I said, though, because I have like mm. a like a curtain fitting above my hobby table. So I'm mm-hmm. actually going to try and just hang a fish tank light sort of suspended above my table by a yeah. bit and just sort of so get the whole table a lot of light and then my hobby light will be sort of the, you know, yeah. when I really need light. Yeah. you go. But just yeah. be creative, guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, if you're into photography,
2: outdoors. you can just hang up like a softbox above your head. And that's one idea that I had as well. Uh, everyone so.
0: everyone likes the softbox Bruh. <laughs> come on the look of concern on your face
2: <laughs> you're older than that
0: no, am I am I <laughs> mentally
2: you're not but <laughs>
0: no, 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 no yeah, yeah. that's all the hits to the head that's what did it <laughs> 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 oh shit nah, that's cool awesome um, so, I'll just roll it. Um, the next one, and this is a pretty big, broad one here, is just general basic materials. Now, the reason we say this goes across all things is because when you make miniatures or you do crafty projects, anyone that's a crafty person knows, you never know when you're going to have useful X or Y item, you know? Like, um... Like I said, I often keep the E-string off my guitars when I restring them. Like, mm. yeah, I use them for pins. I use them for cables on bases. I use them for, uh, for wire hanging out of cementers reinforcement bars when I make them out of cork. You mm. know, it can be used for anything. Um, bicarbonate soda on top of PVA glue looks like sand. Mm. You know, um if you if your friends have a bottle of wine and you don't drink wine, steal the cork. <laughs> Take the cork home. Chop it up. It looks great on bases. Yeah. Um, but it can also be used on literally like any miniature. So like if you got a Gundam and you want to do cool shit, like think about it like, okay, oh, there's not enough wires here. I want some wiring texture. Use a guitar string. It looks like mm. the same piping Gundams have on them. Yeah. Bend it around the shape, super glue it in. Like, imagination is key here. You know, I know yeah. you have a whole shitload over you from your missus. She's been donating stuff to you lately. <laughs> yeah, so, bags of yeah. opportunity.
2: Oh yeah, it's just finding the opportunity to use it on that the issue. But, yeah, uh, I feel it coming. I got like a. I recently got the idea of doing like a, just a little. A small diorama just to put miniatures on when I'm finished with them and to take pictures on it. So
0: mm-hmm. that's a great idea, actually.
2: Yeah. So I'm thinking of doing like an archway with like, uh, yeah, skulls in the background and wires and whatever. Just make it look 40k. That's
0: cool. That's right. Dude. You should. Uh, you should get into Age of Sigmar as well.
2: Uh Wallet says no.
0: <laughs> okay guys, everyone donate OB Age of Sigma 1. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I've already gotten Age of Signor models. <laughs> oh, I don't really know really if media. I told you, but Matthew sent me uh, one of the ghost army uh, models. Oh the
0: night horns they're cool as. Yeah, yeah, I love the night haunts. Everyone yeah, there's some cool, really cool
2: man. OSL stuff with them.
0: I I have an entire box. That box there <laughs> <when> I'm pointing <laughs> to it on camera, that yeah. is fucking uh Stormcaster Turtles. Just three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. You mean
2: custodies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean Space Marines? <laughs> uh, Special dinosaur catching division. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, seriously though, like, uh, Bowen, for instance, his favourite thing to do with Warhammer is he'll actually collect bits of bark. Like, tree mm-hmm. bark. Because, yeah, that's what I've used as because- well. Because- because it's from nature, it's it's unique in its shape and then no two pieces are the same and it looks the same on bases. Yeah, so you got a bit right there. Yeah. You know, um Even bits of um this gonna sound stupid, but like say if you have an old D V D player and you take that thing apart, some mm. of the capacitors and things like that on a on a base look like part of a manufactorium. Yeah right yeah. so you can do that or you can attach them to a Gundam or a weathered lightsaber that you might be working on you know you can put toggles and switches and like just think outside of the box with this stuff because and like I'm not saying to collect everything in the world but like Maybe get yourself one of those big uh plastic things that has like the dividers in it and just have like <laughs> little bits of that. Uh, yeah, I see what <laughs> yeah. you're playing. I see your plug. <laughs> just have like a divider with like useful shit in it. Like maybe you got LEDs here, maybe you got like this and that here, maybe you got you know, some chopped up bits of tree bark here, some cork here. Hmm. Do that shit, man. It's fucking great. And you can use it across many, many hobbies. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean yeah, you know, ima- imagine when you have your Noise Marine, if you mounted a Game Boy speaker in his shoulder pad or something, it's like <laughs> an actual, like, you know, just this gigantic speaker where his guitar makes it sound from. Or you put know? it in a night. Maybe you can do that. Exactly.
2: Mm. I think Sam did that. Didn't Sam put a, a speaker in his, in his night? I think he did. I don't
0: know. Bonus points if you could turn your knight to an MP3 player.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just check it in. Exactly, and then right, have yeah. the LEDs bounce through the through the light.
0: That's right. That's right. Twenty twenty two. Oh wait, twenty twenty three.
2: Oh Future. yeah. Future me. That's right. Past me didn't yeah. do it.
0: That's right.
1: All right cool. A couple of yourself.
2: optional optional tools we've got. Uh, one. The biggest one is an airbrush. I mean, we've talked about the airbrush before, a lot.
0: So, it's a great idea. And we have a whole episode about why it's a great idea, so go listen to that.
2: Exactly. So um, if you haven't already. We're not gonna go more into the airbrush right now.
0: So uh, we're not. We're not. We're not no. we're just not doing it. We're not. No. You got a Can't whole episode people. to listen to. So That's right, go do it. And then
2: come back. Uh a little optional tool that I do suggest is a paint shaker. Like I'm getting at the age where shaking paints is Not good for the wrists.
0: Is that what we're calling it these days? Yeah. Let's just say, brother, my my pain shaking (laughs) arm is strong.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's trained, but I could use that arm for other things. (laughs) Well,
1: you don't want to get limp wristed, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, pain shaker, I got like a a little bit more expensive one. So, uh, it's used for like like, mixing blood types and stuff, like, for science stuff. I don't know what it's called.
0: Uh, um, I believe it's called bloodletting?
1: Nah!
0: Oh, oh, oh my...
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good thing, because you like, people always complain about, like, white paints and yellow paints that they're, like, you know, really hard to get right, but if you put them on the mixer and have a couple of glass beads in the paint pot. Guarantee you, you will not have problems with yeah. with white paints.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Or you can just buy good quality white paints. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know? Have you found one? Because I have Yeah, a-
0: my Vallejo ones are great, dude. Yeah, well, I don't have that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have over 200 paints now. And I'm not even using them. I'm like, huh. Uh, uh, I
2: think... I think I calculated up my I'm like up at ninety or something, yeah, uh, yeah. close to a hundred points. I was colours. similar.
0: I was similar until I went and bought that uh that big case of them that I have, mm. and then Tara bought me a pack as well for Christmas. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. she's good like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, another good one that goes across everything would be <laughs> sanding sticks. Nail buffers or model sandpaper. So, um, they're usually ultra high grit, like up to a thousand, two thousand grit. But we talked about this before when you cut something off a sprue, you want to get it looking good. Buff that son of a bitch up. I love these, uh, like the pre done ones you could buy. They're like on like a foam cube. Mm. Um, they're just easy for me to hold on to and shit like that. You just sort of, it's like filing your nails, but not as lame because you're working Mm. on something cool. Um, (laughs) If I can, they're fucking great, man. Um, I buff my whole model car with a nail buffer, you know. Uh, yep. Go done, so. Yeah, really good. Really good thing to have in the Arsenal. Um, and, like, you know, if you're doing any sort of miniature work, it's phenomenal, man. You
2: mm-hmm. know? I saw that Green Stuff World has, like, a, a really good kit now with, like, I think it's a couple of files in there and, like, sandpaper grip from. The was to like really
0: high grade. Oh yeah. So. I'm still gonna buy that uh, the reptile skin thing. I have to get you to buy yeah. it for me sometime, and I'll pay you for it. But I keep oh, thinking yeah. it exists. I mean.
2: I'm gonna send you stuff anyway, so.
0: Yeah, sucks they don't ship stuff straight to Australia, but luckily I have mm. friends in Europe, huh? No, nah, huh
2: Haha. <laughs> yeah, I did the same for Sam, so. Ah,
0: oh, good old Sam. Oh, boy. Good old Sam. Old Sam. Anyway.
2: So, um, these are kind of the tools that we use on the daily, at least, in our miniature escapades. But uh, we've got a couple of other hobbies that we we use a couple of different tools for as well. So if I, um,
0: It's not even that we use everything on the daily, but it's one of those things where, like, a lot of these tools are ones that you get them and you're like, I wish I had this in my life earlier because it would have saved mm-hmm. a Brazilian amount of effort. That's the sort of oh, shit. Yeah. Like, and It's yeah. the same for all these tools coming up too. Save yourself some effort and just have them.
2: Oh yeah. So, for yeah. Uh, the guitar, definitely one that is used pretty much every time you're going to start playing guitar if you're not having really good guitars that will keep their tuning is a guitar tuner. Mm. Uh, mm. what I use is the Boss pedal oh, the yeah. TU-2 yeah. or the TU-3 I think it is Yeah, yeah. works fine Perfectly. I just have an
0: old uh, I have a Korg tuner that plugs into the lead you know, yeah, I always yeah. just throw that in, do that first, play away but all my guitars hold their tuning really fucking well so mm-hmm. pretty lucky on the quality end but, uh, I think for me it's anywhere. more
2: of an issue with where the temperature changes all the time. So Yeah.
0: Uh, we we for, have it's always fucking hot here, so. Yeah,
2: for us it's uh, either cold or it's hot. So.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think it's, the thing is your humidity drops a lot too. Whereas mm, yeah, ours dry. sort of is like usually always pretty humid except for in the dead of winter. But yeah. even there it's like normal. Exactly. So Guitar tuner is a really good tool to yeah, have to make on. sure that you don't be done.
2: play in tune.
0: Or don't. We're not here to tell you how to be an artist. Anyway. <laughs> I um, like playing a song. <laughs> yeah, well. other thing is wire snippers. Like proper wire clippers. Because when you restring your guitar, trying to find something to clip those fucking strings with is annoying. You know, uh, I've used scissors in the past, which is a struggle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've done it though. Um, I've used model clippers, which uh always puts dents in them and ruins them. Oh, um, yeah, man, and it's just like I got, I, I need to buy a pair. I don't have a pair. I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's my bad. I'm being lazy, yeah. but definitely highly advised because life is hard without them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm an electrician by trade, so I have always a couple of clippers at home. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But don't use model stuff because those things are made to clip plastic, not yeah. metal. Yeah. You'll ruin so, them straight away.
0: And furthermore, if you're one of those fuckwits that leaves your strings all like fucking frizzle frizzle at the top of your guitar, no. Just yes. no, no, you're not, are you? Am I gonna to have to find a new co host? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I should have started no. with this when we first became friends. Asked this question. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's as important as Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Actually, it's probably more important.
2: Hmm, <laughs> that's a really tough one, though.
0: Oh, the answer is obviously Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter's pretty cool, but it's not Lord of the Rings. I mm-hmm. mean, there's also Star Wars. Yeah, that's completely different. Completely different. We're, we're not counting kind of Star Wars this. Star Wars has laser swords that wins by default. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. <laughs> get some wire clippers.
2: Yep, exactly. Um, You want your guitars to be shiny, unless if they're wood texture and matte. But you want shiny, shiny guitars get some cleaning products and one that i highly recommend for your fretboard is lemon oil if you have rosewood or any kind of porous kind of wood
0: yeah does that help
2: yeah because it it keeps it from drying out so
0: ah very good the only
2: the only wood you don't really have to use it on is maple and
0: ebony okay yeah yeah uh the Zack behind me is ebony
2: fretboard. Yeah. It's also more inlays than fretboard, so.
1: Yeah, it does have huge inlays, <laughs> to
0: it. I- I'm all about it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: like one of the biggest complaints that people had about those guitars. It's like, it's more inlaced than wood. It's like,
0: <laughs> eh. eh, I don't mind. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I mean it's it's cool um the other one is microfiber cloths now like I don't need to tell you how fucking useful microfiber cloths are hmm. like you use them on your computer screens you use them on mirrors at home you use them on televisions like anything that needs to King not be scratched Stuff. Oh, I wouldn't use a microfiber cloth for that but I'm not a kid <laughs> I mean, I'm not rich like geez. you can walk
2: you can walk them film
0: <laughs> true, true. But uh anyway. Yeah, um microfiber cloths. And over here, I don't know if they're doing it everywhere, but over here, like at our local auto store, super cheap, you can buy just like a bag of bulk microfiber cloths. They're different yeah. sizes and different types and stuff, but like super handy. Um and if you just clean up your guitar, you don't need the creme de la creme of microfiber cloths. Just spray it down, give it a wipe. Fuck yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, But uh really handy. You don't wanna be using other shit. Like you are trying to use paper towel, it'll always like get like white fibers on there that looks gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't wanna use other stuff. It's just spin microfiber cloth and do it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. One the one of the things that I don't really have to use all that much is a peg winder, because I have headless guitars.
0: Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I do, because I have Grover locking tuners on most of my guitars. Oh, take a, a little bit of, to turn, right? Yeah, they take it a lot of turning. I love them. I love the way they feel when you're tuning in that. Very easy to get them mm. where you want them. But when you go to change the string, there's a whole lot of winding. So uh, a mm. peg winder on that bad boy, undo it, makes it mm. a lot fucking quicker, man. There's even electric time. ones. Do you know that? There is electric ones, yeah. There is electric one. Uh Ernie Ball makes them. So, but definitely, definitely, yeah. not an essential, yeah. but a fucking great idea. Like oh, yeah. save your ass some time, less time, unwinding streams is more time playing. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree. I agree.
2: Now, the next section is not
0: really mine for today So I'm going to let you take this one away. Oh, right. Well, the next section, look, I deal with fish tanks a lot, you'll know this, and a lot of people, they just forget basic shit and make the job a lot harder for themselves, right? So, we're talking about aquariums. The first one, have some buckets, okay? You need heats just like one or two, and be like, this is my aquarium bucket, right? So when you do a water change, say if you have to wash your filters, like your sponges and stuff like that. You can just do it in fish tank water and not kill your good bacteria, right? Or mm. um, if, say, something's going wrong and you need to move fish from the fish tank, like say if you've blown it, you know, if your tank's got a leak and you need to Oof. transport them, you can get water into that bucket and save your fish. Yeah. You know, you're still going to have a mess, that's going to happen regardless, but you can put the fish in there, they're going to be safe. But if you have no clean buckets, you're going to inevitably put it in one that has been bleaching or something, your fish gonna. I'm going to die. It's going to suck. Oh, yeah. Said times. You know? So, uh, take it from me. Fish dying sucks. So, yeah. The other one. And this is unbelievably handy. I didn't know they had these for ages. But it's basically an extendable tank tool. Right? Uh, my one has interchangeable heads on it. I can change between an algae scraper, a sponge, and a gravel rake. And that is so fucking handy, right? Like, say you come out to your tank and before work you're like, oh, the damn fish have dislodged that plant again. Yeah. I don't need to shove my whole last arm to the back of a six-foot tank to try and re-put this plant in I just use the tool. And then I go. Or like, oh, I gotta do all the algae. I don't even need to take all the glass covers off my tank to do the front of my thing. You know? It's just like, boom. Easy. You know? Yeah. So... It's just so fucking helpful, man. And, uh, yeah, I highly recommend for the price. uh, I think it was, like, 10, 15 bucks, you know? Um, The next one, and, Obi, I'm sure you will attest to this, not just in the context of fish tanks, but life in general. Like, uh, for instance, when you had to make your base traps and that. Mm. Tools in general just household tools are so helpful to many hobbies and particularly fish keeping. For instance, you know, I often, I get my fish tanks quite cheap because I'll buy them not broken, but you know, Oh, the stand's not quite up to par, you know, to hold the tank. Okay, cool. Give it to me for cheap. I'll take it home. Screw in some extra wood, adds a PVA glue, get it all structural. Boom. Your tank's ready to go. Hmm. You know, um, it's good. And like, it's the difference between, oh, I have to go buy a new stand. You know, someone's going to charge you four or five hundred bucks for yeah. If you can just fucking sand it down yourself with electric sanders, spray it with some spray varnish, make mm. it stronger. That's what I do to all my things. And it's just, it's worth it. It's worth yeah. the effort. You know, you can you can cut PV, uh, PVC pipes and use them mm. for plumbing on filters if you want. Like, whatever it is you're doing... In any hobby, having tools around the house makes it fucking easier, man. Yeah. Like you and said, that... you have wire clippers because you're an electrician. Mm. You have, you
1: know.
2: Yeah, I I have like a bunch of different tools that you know every home should have them, like an electric drill, uh, a set with different sizes of drills up to like really big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, screwdrivers, hell, yeah, that's also really set. good. Yeah, I have a socket set. Um uh, yeah. uh, I also have like. have a big I have socket like a hang- set,
1: but I have a basic
2: one. Yeah, I have a pretty big one. Uh, I have like an angle grinder and stuff like that. Like, nice. no.
0: Mm. Nice. Yeah, I have an but, angle grinder.
2: But you know, you can have a normal saw. Usually, the kind of hobby stuff that we do is a, a regular saw will just do fine. So.
0: For sure, but it's just helpful. That's the point I'm yeah. making. You know, like uh, for instance. I put acrylic lids on one of my fish tanks. Mm. And uh, trying to cut that by hand was a shit show. So Mm. I actually used the circular saw I had at the back. Jump, jump, done. Easy, you know? A little bit dangerous? Maybe. But uh, I'm a safe hobbyist. You know? So uh, we're all good. All the digits are still in place. And I got both eyes. So
2: nothing to worry about. For acrylic sheets, I, I usually, like, take a... Like a long lat, like, you know, a metal line, linear
0: thingy? ruler, What a Rula, ruler. We would call it a ruler.
2: Yeah. Well, you have, I have one that's like one and a half meters. Uh, and then just slice it with a knife a couple of times. So you just score it and then you can break off the, the acrylic sheet.
0: Oh, uh, this, you... this acrylic is like probably half a centimeter thick. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's what I do. Yeah.
0: Oh real, okay. Fair enough, man. And if Build
2: you wanna if you wanna bend it like in different angles, if you do the scoring first and then you heat with with a heat gun, you can just bend it up ninety yeah. degrees and yeah. it will be rock solid.
0: Which is super handy.
2: See, another reason to buy a heat gun. We've been talking about
0: this so many times. We need to buy a heat gun. <laughs> oh see I, I don't have a heat gun, but what I do have dual purpose for my smoker like for smoking meat and stuff my barbecue i have a an electric coal starter which just blasts hot heat so like it's hot as fuck but like if i need to say use like a a shrink thing on a wire or whatever it does the job as far as controls Uh, the heat gun but it does the job if i want to melt acrylic it does the job
2: Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah fair enough that's good I was actually thinking about uh, a tool that you could use in your aquariums is like a silicone gun and different types of silicone
0: let me tell you brother
1: yes Mm.
0: unbelievably yes so the tank that my African cichlids are in at the moment I don't know if I told you but that tank once burst on me oh yeah yeah so I came out for work I was about to go to work in the afternoon it was an 85 kilometer drive ahead of me I'm already lamenting the fact that I must go to work and then I get out into my living room and I hear this running water and I'm like, that sounds more running than normal. I, my whole floor, into water, man, fucking drenched. Uh, there was about 200 liters, uh, about 120 liters of water on the ground. Um, uh, I instantly freak out. Um, this is when I lived alone as well. So I call my mom and she lives up the road. And uh, you know, like mom, get the fuck over here with old towels and a mopper bucket. I need help, you know. <laughs> so she comes over. She's got the mopper bucket. I um, I run to the store quickly and buy like a big hundred liter container. Mm. Um, you know, like the plastic ones. Take it outside. Mum's mopping, so like we're dealing with the flooding. And I um, hose it out so nothing gross was in there. And I started draining the tank water into it to take the pressure off the leak. And catching the fish and plopping them in there, and they yeah. all lived. They all lived, and this is what's annoying me at the moment about my fish dying. Those guys lived through this, right? <laughs> they lived through their tank popping, and them living in a fucking container for three days, which is the filter and the heater. <laughs> they lived through that, and now they're fucking dying on I me. Mean, it's annoying. Anyway, they did that. We got another fish tank, and then um, basically though, I looked at some tutorials online. And uh, I got my buddy Bevan over who has long arms. We got some isopropyl and a razor. Got all the old silicon out, like on the inside. Because you're not getting rid of the structural silicon between it that's holding the tank together. You're just getting rid of the seal. So we got rid of all the seal. Wiped it down with isopropyl. And then uh, masking tape on all the edges. Silicon. Use our thumb to put it into all the edges. Peel the tape off. Let it dry for a few uh, days. Test filled it. Good as gold. The tank's out there with water in it now. Yeah. So, silicon gun? Yes. 100%. You know, and maybe some flex tape might have helped me. (laughs) (laughs) Slap some flex tape.
2: I wonder if that would have worked. Probably would. You should get some. I probably should. Then break break a tank on purpose, just to use it. Oh,
0: it's only a matter of time before I have a calamity (laughs) anyway. You know how life is. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Though. Good, good suggestion. The other one is nets. Make sure you have appropriately sized nets. Um, and I'm guilty of this. I have one net in my house. Um, and it's it's Oscar sized, so mm-hmm. it's you know, like this, but 25 centimeters across. Let me yeah. tell you, when a neon tetra dies in a tank that is only. 35 centimeters across, it's very hard to get that fish out. Uh-huh. I usually just end up using my bare hand and be like, oh, scoop.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So buy another net. Don't be a dumb fuck like me. Just have nets. Appropriately sized nets to your fish. You can make a wrong with fish fish net. Fish. What are they called? The one that. Fish net stockings? That you're talking yeah. About? yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, he looks oh. again. <laughs> I think I think we should have your girlfriend next to you for every episode just so I can laugh at the look she's giving you when you say <laughs> shit. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean sweet. it's totally out of out of context too because you're saying one thing and she doesn't know what you're saying. So. Yeah,
0: she doesn't have a clue. What's
1: <laughs> funny? <laughs> <laughs> you're getting
0: the look again, I don't know. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> uh, but yeah
2: no. on to the next one retro gaming
0: yeah yeah
2: i think the the cloths who kind of took it up previously like i not know microfiber cloths you should have some at home.
0: so i don't actually use microfiber with my retro games Okay. I use just plain... You know dishcloths? Like Blue Roll, they call it in the UK. Okay. We call them chucks here. They're just like the blue or green ones, like the holes all through them. Like a dishcloth, right? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's just the... I'll send you a picture. It's just the basic shit you use in your kitchen. Um, and I really like those because they're quite thin. And what I'll use them for is for cleaning the cartridges Sometimes. And uh, Mm. not just cartridges, like the outside cartridges, but um, inside. You know when you have a cartridge reader inside the console and Mm. sometimes it's like you've cleaned the cartridge really well, but it's still Mm. not playing?
1: Mm.
0: What I'll often do is get, say, a credit card and wrap the cloth over it, drench it in isopropyl appropriate alcohol, and then just insert it along those pins a few times. And that will usually dislodge any dirt in there. Cartridge Mm. plays. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned isopropyl alcohol as well. I think that one is kind mm-hmm. of usable in miniature painting if you're gonna strip a model, too. So,
0: yeah, dude, isopropyl great for anything for stripping mm. silicon off fish tanks, mm. for uh, you know, cleaning up your boo boos when you cut yourself with a hobby knife, mm. yeah. uh, you know, basically anything. Isopropyl is great, um, with video games particularly, especially cartridge-based ones, 80% of the time when someone goes, this cartridge doesn't work anymore, it's because it's fucking corroded or dirty. You Mm. get a cotton bud, like, you know, the ear-cleaning ones, one of those, drench it some isopropyl and just vigorously rub that along the the pins, and most of the time it'll work. I literally have a copy of Pokemon Crystal right here Mm. from a friend who swore black and blue that this game was dead and would never ever work again, I said, I bet it needs a clean. What does it it need? It took me 20 minutes. Hmm. It works, and I just had to change the battery out, and her game's fixed. Yeah. But.
2: On the thing of cotton buds, though, I suggest buying some better grade ones, because all the ones that I've used so far, they fray and they leave, like, fibres behind so Oh ah, yeah, I've been having
0: a bad time with that Sweden, so. the land of inferior cotton buds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no that's understandable though. Um they're also really good if you're drawing cotton buds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know but I don't know if I showed you be you know, if I'm doing a pencil drawing I want to get some nice shading. I'll literally just scribble on it with my pencil and then I will go over it and rub it with cotton buds and it makes mm-hmm. nice smooth shading. Yeah. Mm. there's an art tip for you <laughs> very nice very nice yeah sweet the other one that's very handy is toothpicks you know if you have a controller near you or a mouse or a keyboard or anything like that look at it and tell me how much dirt there is built up in those little joiny bits on the controller where the two seams meet there's so much Right, so like if I buy a brand new console, or not a brand new, like if I buy a used console, um, I I will generally get a toothpick, and I will, I'll get some isopropyl, a cloth, a toothpick, and I'll just clean out all the vents, all the joints. you know, because some of these consoles are 20-30 years old, they yeah. have 20-30 years worth of crud in them, so how you get a controller, clean it, and trust me, you'll get ages more out of it. This clean operation with those old co- consoles is 80% of keeping them alive.
2: Exactly. Once it starts rusting, it's, uh... Yeah,
0: you gotta, you it's gotta a hope race there's against something the left on the... Under... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you gotta what? hope. <laughs> hmm So, yeah.
2: Eee. For, uh... Screwing things apart, uh the cartridge's uh, screw bits, like, they have, like, these re like, the triangle-shaped, like, tri-shaped. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Nintendo specifically is a motherfucker for putting different style, uh, screw bits that are only on their pieces. So, uh, Game Boys, I believe, have, like, a triangle-shaped one inside it. You probably remember the tri-bit. Um, whereas, like, the Game Boy cartridges... Have this weird, like, uh, star-style one. Yeah. Which is, like, really fucking whack-looking. Yeah, yeah. um, And you just can't undo them without them, man. It sucks, man. So, good news is, these days, we had the internet, you can buy them for quite cheap online. You know, like, you'll pay, yeah, 10, 15 bucks, get a set of three little screwdrivers or screwdriver bits to yeah, put on the yeah. end of your screwdriver. Easy as. But, really helpful, because... If you have a cartridge and your battery dies, you can take it out and you can uh, replace the battery. If you have the next tool as well, which is the soldering iron. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying to open up your old cartridges and just solder everything. I'm not saying that. but solder it with solder. If, if, you ha- if you have a bit of know-how, you can use soldering iron very effectively when your saves no longer work on a Game Boy cartridge usually you need to use some solder sucker remove the old battery put a new one in re-solder it it's not easy but it's not the most difficult thing in the world having a soldering iron is so helpful mm. My uh, my Super Nintendo that I've had since I was a child would not work for me one day it was being a motherfucker me and my buddy Bevan who is um He's an aeronautical electrician, so he does, like, planes and stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. big brain shit. And um, I I asked him if he could help me, and, you know, he knows that console's really important to me because I've had it since I was a kid. He's like, yeah, man, bring it down to my work. And what we ended up doing was taking the whole thing apart and removing the entire cart reader, desoldering, Mm -hmm. like, all, like, 30-odd pins on there, taking it out, and just getting a fiberglass pen roughing up all the surface pads there, cleaning it all up, re-soldered it back in, works again. That's <laughs> all it needed. It just needed that bit of know-how. And the soldering iron. Solid, sir. So, yeah. Salad. The other Salad. one is, too, um, if you're like me, and you're a die-hard Dimebag fan, or you just want to do something pretty rad, if you've got some, uh the Gibson-style knobs on your guitars, the uh plasticky mm. ones, You can take your soldering iron to those and, um, in, like, different, just put holes around it, basically, and it gives you more traction on them. Really nice to, it's a really nice feeling on the hand. To be honest, so.
2: Yeah, soldering iron, are I use them a lot for, you know, mounting LEDs in my models, so.
0: Yeah. They're, They're an invaluable piece of kit, like, and, like, honestly, I think I paid $15 for mine at the local electronics store. They're not expensive yeah. for a basic no. one.
2: No, exactly. Uh, I or. kind of feel like I want a fancier one, but the one that I have.
0: It would be justified for you to have a fancy one because of what you do for work. You'd use it.
2: But I'm not You're going to use my private stuff for work, though.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Huh? But, yeah, fair enough um but yeah i think that's it man like overall generally i say you know if you had the tools for a job whatever job you're doing be it a craft project whatever you're like 30 percent of the way there because without that the amount of willpower and extra work you have to do to do whatever task it is is so much more mm, like yeah. without the tools for the job so just think about what you're trying to achieve and try and have the right stuff for it.
2: Imagine changing the tire on your car and all you have is a flathead screwdriver.
0: Bro,
1: <laughs> I once changed a
0: tire on a car. Okay. Um, my nan, she got a flat tire once. And she had a jack in the car. It was one of those uh, the X-shaped ones that you wind up. Oh, yeah, but yeah. she had nothing to wind it up with. <laughs> yeah. 35 degrees in a car park. On bitumen. I'm there with a flathead (laughs) screwdriver twisting this jack. (laughs) An hour and a half. I got sunburned. The tire got changed eventually. But fuck me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Have the right tools, guys. Have the right fucking tools. And I'm not saying go out and blow your whole budget on tools straight away, but just be mindful. You know, instead of buying that extra miniature next time, you know, spending $60 on, or $100 on a box of minis, that's fine, but if you already have a pile of shame at home, why don't you go and spend 90 bucks on kidding your stuff out? New paintbrushes, new nippers, like, getting all that mm. ready to roll.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm spending most of my hobby money on lately if I'm buying stuff. It's actually just tools, like, oh, it would have yeah. been really good if I had this tool, or I had some Mm -hmm. different kind of sandpapers or, you know, like tools, not miniatures, because I got
0: miniatures, so I just want to
2: make the hobby go easier.
0: I'm sort of in the same boat, that's why I bought all those paints instead of like, I spent 300 bucks, I could have bought 300 dollars worth of minis, but Mm. it wouldn't help me, you know? Yeah. Now I have like the racks, I had the cases, and when I go to my hobby space, I can just sit down and everything's there to work on, you know, everything's organized, so... Organization helps too. I'm a very chaotic person, but even I have to admit, organizing your hobby space, even just looking at it, you feel more professional. So Mm -hmm. you want to work at it harder and you want to be more of a professional. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's the same for me, man. That's why I spent so much time building a whole hobby
0: room, just to be able to. Bro, your hobby room looks looks like YouTube worthy. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Almost like you should start a YouTube channel one day. Almost like I should start a YouTube channel. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's all I get to say on the subject. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now, I think it's time for you know what you and I usually actually look forward to with doing this podcast. Our <laughs> uh, section that we like to now call The Mosh Pit. Which is where we review a little bit of music here and there, and have a bit of a chat because we're both music nerds. Um, yeah. Basically, what it's turned to is I make Obi listen to music he doesn't like. that's <laughs> um, fun. Fun to watch him suffer.
2: Oh yeah. I go through all kind of different
0: emotions. Yeah. But so this week we we have two songs. Um, you want to tell everyone the first one, and then I'll take away from there.
2: Well, the one that I suggested for you was uh, Fit for an Autopsy, Hellions. Mm. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: from the and two the songs... One...
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, what's it from? Sorry, is it from an EP?
2: No, it's just a single. So I think they're probably releasing a new album later on.
0: Ooh, I'm excited. That last one was a fucking banger, man. Right. Yeah, like... Mm. Sweet. And the other one is from... It's... One of those super groups has like six different singers from six different deathcore bands. Mm -hmm. They were calling themselves the Big Six now they're calling themselves Project Vengeance. And to be honest, Will Ramos is in it, so I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, I like Lorna Shaw. Yeah, Um, yeah. So we'll uh, just have a little chat about what we think about it. Obi, what do you think about Project Vengeance? Like their song? It was called Uh "Cut, Bleed, Repeat." I like
2: the concept of like bringing different musicians together so they can all bring like their individual talents to it, but it felt mm-hmm. like this song just lacked the the influence that I was looking for from Will Ramos. So, yeah. it just felt like a deathcore song, you know, nothing special, just a deathcore song.
0: Yeah. Any other deathcore band could have written that particular song. Yeah, basically. Not me, but someone else.
2: Yeah, but you don't do deathcore, so...
0: No, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good song. I'll probably listen to it more, because it got Will Ramos, but... Other than that, it's not
0: really anything to write home about, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I don't, I how many goblins would you get it? Yeah, probably like
2: six something, six, six out of ten. Six,
1: yeah,
0: nice, fair enough. Um, so for me, yeah, it came off a little just same, samey. Mm. Um, now when I listen to something that has six, you know, titans of a genre in it, I would hope that it goes in a creative direction that it normally wouldn't be, but mm. it just felt very like. Oh, yeah, that's Deathcore. Oh, they're all putting in little bits of vocal? Okay. Like, and mm-hmm. I think the big part of the problem is, um, especially for me, I'm not a big Deathcore guy, like I said, but um, I think it's Adam to Michael or whatever it is, uh, the lead guitarist mm-hmm. for Lorna Shaw. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for most of the melodies. Okay. Um, I believe. I think it's him. Either way, it's the, the lead guitarist. He's yeah. responsible for most of the the big melodies in Lorna Shaw. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes Lorna Shaw feel different to the rest. Not same, so, yeah. same. Um, the yeah. melodies. And, and the same with Fit for an Autopsy. They have more melody to them. They sound just a bit different. Yeah. But without this, it's sort of lacking it. Will Ramos, phenomenal vocalist, no matter what way, cut kind it. Of, and all these guys are super talented. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that it's super creative. Right? No. No,
2: like, like. Talent is an equal creativity. Exactly, like after hearing what the Pain Remains trilogy got to offer, it it this just feels like generic deathcore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and I that's not taking honest, away that
2: that they are very talented, which is you know.
0: No, exactly. I, I think to be honest, what I would love to see from Will Ramos, as far as uh, collaborations go, I would love to see him do. Something outside of his normal genre more, mm. like he's been doing sleep token covers and stuff like that on mm. YouTube, and they're pretty cool. I'd love to see him say team up with Matt from Trivium, and mm-hmm. write a song together. Like I think, like more of a thrashy deathy sort of thing. I think that would be really cool to hear. Rip will go in that direction, mm-hmm. not for Long or Short. Keep Long and Short. What it is, but I mean, like to see someone with that level of vocal prowess doing that style of music I think would be really refreshing. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. It, the song for me, just not my jam. It's not bad, but I'm not gonna froth over it. No. i no, it's probably five.
2: Yeah, it's like... I don't know. It's the just lyrics okay. just feel... uninspiring. Uninspiring lyrics that it's just... not singing about anything.
0: I, I, and I think that... like... A big problem I have that usually doesn't get me into deathcore is that a lot of it feels like riff salad and not an actual song. Mm -hmm. There's no big hook to the song. And I'm not saying every song has to be catchy, but like those Mm. are the ones you come back to. Yeah. yeah, Like the Pain Remains trilogy, all those songs have a chorus that's kind of catchy. Even if it is fucking ridiculously heavy, it's there. Oh yeah. It has a hook both in the melody and in the vocals and this song's just sort of like riff salad, vocal on top. Okay. Mm. You know? Eh. Yeah. So, five goblins yeah. that yeah. aren't overly gobliny. Yeah, exactly. More like Gretchen. Gnomes. Five gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's alright. I'll still listen to the newer Modern Martha album over it. It's got more groove.
2: That's far-fetched, but yeah, I get where Who's you're Who's the
0: goat? Who's the goat, Obi?
1: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. So, what do you think about the next song, though?
0: The next song? Much better. Much better. Um, I think Hellion's Spy fit for an autopsy. They... I like them because they're not afraid to slow it down and get mm. chunky without it being a breakdown. Yeah. And they're just... The singer is very clear in his enunciation. Yeah, he might lack in range, like he's not doing the crazy gollum shit where Ramos is doing. But mm. you can actually understand what he's saying with his screams, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, as mm. always with Fit for an Autopsy, everything I've heard from them, anyway, the mixing is on point as well. Mm. Many times, this is a common complaint for me with really heavy music. The vocals aren't loud enough to go over the down tuned guitars and things like that. But with it for an mm. autopsy, they always fucking nail that production. I appreciate yeah. that from them. You know. Um, yeah. Do I think the song is their creme de la creme or the song that I would point someone to to listen to? No, no, no. I think for me, I like Two Towers best. Mm. That that song for me is like it's their. I don't know. I guess I like sort of more progressive sort of shit. Mm. I like progressive metal and things like that. So I would probably point them towards that song. Yeah. Because it's still heavy as balls, and it gives you a good intro of who they are. But it's a bit different. But Hellion's pretty good. I would give a pretty solid 7 goblins out of 10. And the production's yeah. probably a solid 9 or 10. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great I production. Good work, 100% boys.
2: 100% agree with it. The, Especially the production. like You know, it... it it's so deep, the guitar work and everything. It feels like a whole other level to other similar style bands. Uh, yeah. Especially when they all bring it together. Uh, like you mentioned also, like is it one of their best songs? Mm, probably not. It's it's a good song. Probably listen to this one more than the Project Vengeance one. Uh,
0: but But that's like saying, you know, it is, you know, it is fucking Fairies Wear Boots, Black Sabbath's best song.
1: Mm.
0: Probably not, but it's still a really fucking good song. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, when a band has so many good songs, mm-hmm. you know, like, when they're a good band, like, fucking, it doesn't matter if it's not their best song they've ever released, it's new material, and it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I... <sighs>
2: It felt like a better song, at least, than the other ones. Uh, and it yeah, feels yeah. like they, they have right. a little bit more thought of their lyrics, at least. Uh, especially yeah, comparing it to the previous song.
0: Yeah, I, I think they they just do a pretty good job, to be honest.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah so, here's a
0: question I have for you, Obi. Oh, actually, how many goblins
2: Yeah, uh, I'd say similar to you, seven. Seven and a
0: half. Okay. Now here's a question I have for you. How do you feel about Godsmack as a band?
2: Mm, never really got into them.
0: Okay, well they have a new album out. It's okay. only 49 minutes, and I reckon we should check it out for next week. The cat's out oh, of yeah. the bag, but I'm just going to say it now. Last week when I said, oh, you might not like what we're going to review, that was okay. the album I was talking about. But then ah. this stuff dropped it, it was more pressing. Okay. yes that's the album i haven't listened to it yet either at all mm-hmm. i'm preparing for the worst hoping for the best
2: okay well I, I don't really have much to go from from their previous songs so the a, a way to
0: with describe Godsmack would be a uh, sort of alice in chains mixed yeah. with the early 2000s metal yeah. so like there's a lot of like sort of the good parts of disturbed in Godsmack, the good mm-hmm. parts i'm saying with a lot of uh vocals uh vocal uh what would you say? Referencing to Lane Stanley from uh, Alice in Chains. Like a lot of influence there. Okay. So I think yeah. actually Godsmack's early stuff particularly is very underrated and mm-hmm. sort of get written off as butt rock or whatever and like that thing and I think that they did a lot of very good music. Back oh. then. So I'm keen to see what this is. See what they're doing uh-huh. now they're in their 40s and 50s. Yeah.
2: Yeah from the, <laughs> songs, from the songs that I've Listen to the from them before I, I definitely agree with those statements you said very yeah, alice and Chains, like and i like yeah, alice so, and James, so
0: me too love alice and Chains. so yeah. it could be something fun we'll see how it goes maybe we found a gem maybe we found a pile of shit we will find out next week <laughs> or next
2: good. fortnight whatever I'll next time
0: she listens to us
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah did you like that reference? <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Great piece Steven Palo shit. You <laughs> will wash your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> Perfect. Ah, sweet. So, Obi, do you want to tell us a little bit about the competition that we've had no one into yet?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, previous week we said that we were doing a little contest for people to win some awesome, cool, gimmicky stuff that
1: well,
0: the,
2: the first prize is a miniature that I've painted, so... You'll be getting something that I've done. Yeah, you know,
0: there's some cool shit there. I can't believe no one's entered yet. I like to think that everyone's working really hard on their projects, and they don't want to show the other people the competitors. This, this might, is what I like to think.
2: Yeah, that might be it. That's definitely it. I agree. I but hope so.
0: Yeah. Because I, I want so. you all to know that if no one enters this competition... I'm getting the things. Okay, so if you enter for one reason, that is just to ruin my day, so I don't get a hand-painted miniature from Obi, then do it for that.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. So, what do you have to do to win anything in this contest?
0: Um. So, as detailed in the last episode, yeah, you know, we're doing a. It was our birthday, and we want to do just a nice, the hobby table themed art project. Basically, we want you guys to. Do anything, right? It's the hobby table and submit it to us. Maybe it's digital art, maybe it's uh drawings, maybe it's some scrapbooking with a lovely photo of me and Obi doing this, you know, <laughs> be best friends forever around it, K O T H T. Whatever you wanna do. Maybe it's a miniature painted up in uh pastime balance colours. Yeah, you know, exactly. The sky's the limits, but do something, man. And uh get it into us, show us on uh on Discord. And yeah, we're thinking about ending it around the 1st of May, I think, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see where everyone's at, because if no one's completed it, then what's Larry, you know? Uh, whatever. But, uh, at the moment, you got a few, you got at least a month still, so get yeah, the fuck on it. Month and a half. Yeah, there you go. So get on it, guys. Come on. Time is a-wasted.
2: Yeah, exactly. All
0: right? Go yank yeah. some shit out of your pile of shame and make an abomination be like, look, this is your podcast.
2: <laughs> That's one big,
0: thieving pile of shit. <laughs> I'd find it funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just paint something and and anything yeah. like digital you art. Just want
0: people hobbying then.
2: Exactly, express yourself yeah. in a
0: way. Get a model car, paint it purple and gold, and then uh, you know, have our podcast name on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how contests work. I don't know. I just show up here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we just try to do things, so whatever.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right, just uh, do stuff and things. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> so, awesome. Uh...
0: What else we got going on, Arby? Oh well,
2: we also have something to sponsor all these things is, um, you know, the Patreon. We, mm-hmm. We've we got a couple of lovely people that sponsor us, give it a little dollaroonies. And uh, it helps us keep on the lights. Make give me some effort for you know editing the podcast and everything.
0: So exactly, and make no mistake, I do like the better than the ones that aren't subscribed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I I my my friendship is for sale here. Nah, <laughs> no, <seriously> though, <laughs> it is helpful, guys. Exactly, and we appreciate it a lot. You know, um, yeah, the stickers that will get to people eventually. I'm sending them soon, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah well
2: there's only a couple of people that haven't got them yet only so. a few.
0: if you live in Australia I'm dealing with your shit like doing the shit for you and you're much worse hands are gonna <laughs> I going to let you know over here's a much better work ethic than me
2: <laughs> yeah it's because I'm looking sad. at the stickers every time I'm I'm in my hobby That's room so I'm like ah oh, shit I have to send them out
0: <laughs> also it's worth noting that my big fucking brain has to come up with all the episode ideas so <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, so Patreon. Patreon. Mm, Just a dollar. It's it's not a lot of money. It helps us a lot.
0: Yeah, honestly, like you're gonna spend it on coffee or lubricant anyway. Like, (laughs) yeah, just subscribe to Patreon. We have a Discord too, where uh, you can hear us, you know, talk shit to people in real time. Yeah, if you like the podcast the discord's great because it's basically just us unfiltered just talking <laughs> shit like oh, we yeah. go wild so uh get in there
2: <laughs> oh. yeah, Sweet, welcome man. everybody
0: well, as always it's been nice catching up with you bro um and I think we're done for the day yeah bye what do you think <laughs> oh oh, we're not doing our thing what we're not doing our fusion dance <laughs> remember to crank that amp uh,
2: How did it go again? Uh, We are the nice of the hot. No, slay that great, you dummy.
0: And.
1: Oh, Vodacanama! <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah, we're not, the hobby table. Love you guys, take
1: care. <laughs>